Hey, hey, welcome to the Spark of Madness. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Ben. You go, Colin. It's not going to switch to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Colin. Hey, hey. Not pictured as me, Aaron. Yeah, we'll we'll switch to the bigger view. So oh, right. uh, Aaron wasn't with us last week. Uh, ben and I were joined by Wesley. We we finished our uh, uh, kind of three week run on the Invisible Man, and this week we're doing something completely different. But it's been in the works for a while. The Visible uh, Man. We're gonna <laughs> directed by Same Ryan Johnson. <laughs> he just sneaks in corners and like, oh, I just here. <laughs> Hi guys. Hey, you, uh, you mind if I murder you? <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just boring. <laughs> He's the George Michael from Arrested Development. <laughs> Should be seen but not heard. <laughs> uh, so uh, this week we're doing a, a deep dive on... Uh, hopefully we'll talk talk a little bit about some of the other movies, but this is primarily focusing on Kung Fu Hustle, which, uh, Ben, I know you were a big proponent for us doing it. Um, so... Uh, Hopefully we'll dive into it. And, we're, and Colin, thank you for joining us. Um, had, what, what did you think when I asked you to jo- do Kung Fu Hustle? I, I thought it, it was a good movie to kind of get me back into the whole Kung Fu, old, old school nostalgia kind of aspect of the just Kung Fu movies. Because there's a lot of like genre jokes in this movie. So it's it's a good one, you know, if, yeah. I, so this is a Stephen Chow. Um, it, just before we dig into this one, have you guys seen any of the other movies? I have not seen. I actually any have of not, others, no. unfortunately, but I need to. I've seen clips of other ones. I, I've Sha- seen. Uh, I've seen Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin Soccer. That's the next one I want to see. Same. That was before this one, right? I think it was. It was the one immediately before this one. Yeah. 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 And then the, Into the West is supposed to be pretty good too. So. And in this movie, they do a little joke where that the soccer ball with the kids and it rolls over. He goes, "No more soccer," and he stomps it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it the same actor who, who who's in it? Stephen Chow. He's that's that. Stephen Chow's the actor. Yes, yeah, and the director, Chow's the main character. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. And that leads yeah, he me puts into... himself in all of his movies, right? I love Isn't it. it. Yeah. Isn't that true? First complaint: yeah. this movie's on Netflix, but they don't have the English dub. What's up with that? I, I I don't know, uh, but I actually think it's funnier without with just regular subtitles. I, I, Here's the deal: I I would normally agree with you on any foreign language movie, but in this one, I thought that the English dub was really good. And Stephen Chow does his own dubbing, and his comedic uh, timing is great. Yeah, what's with that? Yeah, I wanted to. I actually wanted to check it out because I've never seen listened to the English dub of it. I wanted to check it out. To see what it sounded like. Yeah, the, the lady curiosity. behind you, the the the, the pigsty alley lady. She sounds like Miss mm-hmm. Piggy in the American dub. <laughs> That's so funny. She's so funny. So as part as part of this, I watch and I posted it to Twitter too, and got a response from uh, Matt, who does the uh, uh, "You're Gonna Love This or Not" podcast, and he recommended watching the the God of Cookery. <laughs> Similar premise to Shaolin Soccer of like like humble soccer team and they use like somehow Kung Fu is, you end up using Kung Fu to do uh, soccer <laughs> cooking. Sh- it's a, it, it's one of his earlier movies, but it's all about uh, this uh, celebrity chef who people think is a fraud and he builds himself back up and then he uses Kung Fu in the end <laughs> to become you know, a great chef. Like He's you like, do <laughs> a master chef. 
And uh, so I watched that. And then the two, the, and he's in both of those and created those as well. And recently, I don't think he's been acting as much. Um, I watched The Mermaid and The Journey to the West, which he just directed and wrote. Um, and both of those have a lot of elements, but um, this Kung Fu, after watching all those, Kung Fu Hustle is uh, in a place of its own. Which we'll It is. And, and what's interesting about him, I heard that he, so you watch Kung Fu Hustle, you're, you're like, this is what the Dragon Ball Z movie should be like. You know, this is what it should be like. And I guess he was a producer for the Dragon Ball movie, but didn't have, really didn't have much involvement, well, I don't it's think. It's money. And it's like, just make it a Stephen Chow movie, you know, or is it Stephen Chow? Yeah. 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 yeah just make it a Stephen, like, like him do it, let him go. And which doesn't make sense because it's Japanese, but, 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 um, but he would have made it perfect. Like it would have been like the perfect, just let him go. He could have been Goku. Boy, you said it, Dominator. You know? <laughs> Matt, can you zoom right. in on, on right. that little text at the top right so it says Dominator full screen? Thank you. <laughs> You're well, welcome. Let's dive into Kung Fu. <laughs> I'm going to read the synopsis and then you guys can, can, maybe we just start at the beginning, but let me read the synopsis in case people have, and I, I'm actually just going to read it this time because I keep flubbing the other uh, podcast. When hapless Singh, his, that's the character's name, Singh, Stephen Chow and his dim-witted pal Bone try to scam the residents of Pigsty Alley into thinking they're <laughs> members of the dreaded Axe Gang. The real gangsters descend on this Shanghai slum to restore their fearsome reputation. What gang leader Brother Sum doesn't know is that three legendary retired Kung Fu masters live anonymously in this decrepit neighbor neighborhood and don't take, take kindly to interlopers. And what it also doesn't say in the synopsis is that the, the so it's referencing three legendary Kung Fu. Yeah, the main guy. Also the landlord and landlady who who are the mask the, the crazy the yeah so where would you guys start with this uh how, like do you just want to start at the beginning of the movie or is there anything like that just jumps out if you know if somebody was listening like they just have i'm to not even this. sure where to start on this one i mean personally it's just like it's a very uh it takes a lot of elements from different cult classic kung fu movies also, and just movies yeah, yeah, and you can tell that Stephen Chow has such an appreciation for like westerns and uh, you know all, tunes. Like, uh, mob movies, <laughs> like, like, like mob uh, related yeah. stuff in here, and yeah, like cartoons. Like he likes say, The like Shining at least a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was such a funny <laughs> scene. That was a funny yeah. scene, you know, like a little out of nowhere. <laughs> And so one thing, like, all right. So the the main killer guy that who's all love they made him look at the end. Like, I wish he was the bad guy throughout, actually. But it may, actually it works the way it is. You cut Did you notice that all the frogs reference? You, you're talking about the beast, right? You cut out a second. The beast. Can you hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. You're good now. So the beast, he, like, if you didn't know, the one reference, like, a little one little reference, because because the shining door reminded me of that sequence. Uh, when he's going to free him, but all those toads in the ba in, like, in the basement area. Excellent foreshadowing. Yeah, and he does his, the toad move, which is so funny. Ancient it's like, toad all style. these different moves. One one little fact about that, because it was the one thing I pulled. It's the only only other tidbit I have for this uh, as we go through it. But the beast, the actor's name is Bruce Leung, maybe. Um, but that was Stephen Chow's childhood martial arts hero because he was. Oh. A, he was wow. basically the third dragon 
behind Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, several had, several old famous Hong Kong martial yeah. artists came out of uh, retirement for this one. He was a 15-year movie hiatus, and he came out to do this movie. Uh, He's so wild. funny. He's so funny. Yeah, when he grabs that guy's gun. Hey, did they make these for men? <laughs> he's perfectly cat like he's a great actor yeah so i think i so maybe one thing that, that we should talk about or at least in in reading through the synopsis briefly um is that this would you describe this as 50 50 action comedy or leaning towards comedy or because i feel like the comedy aspect is at least compared to some of the other movies i watched of hit of stephen chow's is is much more intentional for this one I think it's a complete comedy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it makes that me has wonder when you watch his other ones because I feel like his other movies are a little bit more in the f humor uh, range where this one has a lot of like call-outs to different movies like The Shining and different things like that. So as much as this movie is really funny, I would say it's like they, they seem like they tr try to get the action really quick, quickly. Mm -hmm. And the story story kind of disappears. Appears it. They're like, oh, these three heroes are in this uh, town. Okay, well, let's get to the action. They start fighting and stuff. But yeah, yeah, it seems like they really tried to keep the the script moving in this one. How how much how much is the runtime? One hour forty. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty brisk. It yeah, pretty in and out. The, I mean, it's it, exactly what I needed. I I agree with you, Colin. It I I. This wasn't one where they overthought the story, like which isn't a negative, really. It's it's they relied on some of the tropes of the genre of like you meet the masters and they're fighting this one guy who's this, and you have to kind of one up each other and get them away from the town. It's so Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, like it's so Dragon, and that's why I love about it. You know what I mean? It's so it's so Dragon Ball Z. We're just like. Oh, like you had like they introduce these other like, ex machina heroes that come in are better. Like, oh, and then, oh, he's more powerful. But then he's like, it's I, I just love it. I love it. I love it. It's so funny. You it's mentioned so funny. The, and, move and stuff. Yeah, the story being bare bones is is quite fine. Like you said, uh, a lot of the times I I think when a when a movie like this comes along, the story is more like the car that the the stuff you actually showed up for gets into the car just needs to get it from a to b and uh it's not always a bad thing very much this is looney tunes to me looney tunes means dragon ball z it's like when they start running that was so funny it's so <laughs> yeah. funny it's like and then he steps on their feet and it's, 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 it's just who framed roger rabbit comes to mind you know absolutely yeah yeah, I thought about Who Frames Roger Rabbit because yeah. the CG isn't bad. It's just, it makes it comical, it's but cheap. then it's over the top, like, yeah. action. So it, 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 it worked. Perfect. It worked for me. Like, it, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Like, he used oh, it yeah. in a way that just it was funny. It gets you know, the point really across. What, what I noticed from this one, uh, compared to The Mermaid, especially, but even Journey to the West, is um, in all of them, there's some element of. CGI like he, he uses visual effects like for very specific moments and it towards the the later movies that came after this it's it gets into that like oh they're just in a green screen room it's kind of that level mm -hmm. um it, for a decent amount of scenes this movie though it I feel like they did their work with the the cinematography and the wires and the the pit, pigsty alley that whole beautiful uh, beautiful set uh, 
stage was great. I thought that was an amazing. That's him. And it was outside too when they built it. You know, and um, and maybe this is in action movies or kung fu movies or just in general. I I, I always there's something about uh, cinematography shot in a wide. You know what I mean? And the and like they really showed the set. They really showed like the the layers of stuff. You know, like for so I've been watching movies lately, and it's like they they don't paint they don't paint the the scene anymore. You know, so like the shots in the pigsty alley, you you have three people, four people in frame sometimes, and it's like it's not a super tight depth of field close up. It's like oh, this is great. I mean, this is like a classic movie. You know what I mean? It makes it feel epic and big. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the, I just can't take movies that do like these close ups. I mean, like I I think depth of field shots are so good. They look really amazing, but they're just cheap. They're, they're cop-outs because, you, you, you know, anybody can, you know, have a shallow depth of field and make a shot look really cool. But it, Yeah, like you were saying, uh, having, like, more people in the in the shots. Mm-hmm. Like, Everything in focus. Subtle, yeah, and you get these uh, other characters that don't even really have that big of a character. And I, I even see on Matt's screen it has the guy that, is washing his hair and like mm-hmm. you see his butt all the time mm-hmm. you know like it, it's just like he he's in there but that's his character that's all it is too many tv shows too many um you know too many uh, movies today are so afraid to shoot in wide and and hold on to a shot now i know understand in editing sometimes you've got to improvise because oh we didn't get this we got to think of a clever way to cover cover this, and I've been there. And sometimes scheduling with people because I've you know I work in video and like obviously I don't work with actors and are, and don't have a lot of time to set up things. You mean that I have to just get a lot of coverage, knowing that these people can't you know do a scene in full, <laughs> you know or, you know or do something in full. So I had to get a bunch of cuts to stream it together. But there's something beautiful about it before, like. I forget. What I was watching a show with my dad, and it's like they had this. They established this one low shot of the house, and it was very beautiful. But he kept cutting away from it. It's like this. You show it, it. and let it go. You don't need it to cut. Yeah. But there's obviously reasons why. You know. Uh, but in this one, I mean, just part of it is uh, I had one of my bullets and my notes was so many extras. Like they didn't skimp on. No. Not only oh, did they not. did they the get axe gang, shot, but just at yeah. any moment, there's just like a hundred people at. No, the costumes which was very very matrixy, you know, very matrixy with, with having all the people. I love the top hats. Every shot is so dense. I love the beginning. So much going on. Like I just love the beginning. Oh, yeah. of the dancing. I love it. Yeah. I just love it, man. Well, that, that opening shot is very very Citizen Kane esque opening, uh, where they're like moving, uh, where it's just like moving through the building and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It just Stephen Chow's appreciation for movies is pretty awesome. Absolutely, I mean, you can just tell like he's you know he's um cinephile, as they call him, right? Is that what, is that what they call him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. He likes his movies, and this one so, felt like he wanted to pay them back for giving him so much enjoyment over the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's I mean, there's just so many different. It is a I wouldn't say a John intentionally a genre mask mashup or even one that's trying to i mean the shining one is pretty deliberate uh but it's, it's funny it very much feels like an homage type of 
movie that's combining all these elements together. I think it's his own thing. I think but, he's I think he's created his own thing. I haven't well, seen Cheyenne Soccer, but I think it's his own thing. He takes it all together and makes it a what makes a Stephen Chow movie is the um, kind of the blend of action and humor. But then there's also all these like little elements of like the the humble ugly people kind of rising up uh, and kind of supplanting rich or the gangs in this case it really works because he's going strictly for like old uh kung fu you know i mean he even sets up this world as the only, the only place that's uh, uh out of the gang's control is the most poor air neighborhood and the you know neighborhoods in the whole country um, I got a question though. Do you do you know if Ch- uh, does Stephen Chow do all of his own stunts? I don't know. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I they're all on the- wires and stuff. Uh, yeah. But I I think he does because in the past he if you look up his filmography he's an actor in a, a whole bunch of movies and I think they're they're like kung fu movies and stuff too. Because he's very much like a, a Jackie Chan kind of type of guy where it's like more theatrical fighting than actual like kung fu fighting you know and what's you know what's refreshing about kung fu movies like this and um you know movies like crouching tiger hidden dragon um in the matrix because matrix is uh, you know really heavy in the kung, kung fu influence is they think they really think about the action and they shoot in wide, you know. It's it's not it's not like a cheap, you know. It's choreographed. It's choreographed. It's a dance, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. Uh, you have to get it right. Like if you, it has to be timed exactly right, mm-hmm. and then where they're going to reshoot it. The the other detail of the 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 beast guy was that their final fight at the end, they had to shoot twenty eight times Yikes. because wow. they couldn't get it right. Wow. Um, I don't think they're. I don't know if they would be willing to do that many takes for No, but that's then that's where my biggest complaint about a Marvel movie and most movies that come out today is that they want to get it out as quick as possible. So this is this is it looks nice, but is it you know thought out and you know is it Yeah, art? they choose to set up things instead of just going right into the action. Yeah, yeah, and in in they don't it's it's it, it, yeah it's still a lot of work but they don't want to think too much in pre-production and figure things out they just i mean like i'm not saying they don't they're lazy on films i think it's just they're lazy on the stuff up front and it's just so generic it's about I think marvel movies are so generic the frame of mind is to make everything as modular as possible so it can be fixed for the producers in post yeah I mean, movies are made in post now instead of pre-production. One of the things I really like about this movie is, and I want to talk about the humor in a second, but I do think um, the action is, I mean, just great. Like, I I don't, maybe I'm just not super aware of uh, comparatively to other Kung Fu movies, but I thought it was really good. But what I loved about it was it blends these like fantasy superpower stuff um, where you're introduced to a character and they're able to do one thing. It's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to overcome that? And then you kind of you kind of build on top of it, and people are kind of leveling up as you go through the movie. Uh, where how are you going to beat the guy that can shoot? Uh, well, I don't know what that musical instrument was, but he that he played oh, shooting the knives and the yeah yeah, yeah. that's the such a cool sequence. Knives. I thought that was awesome. 
Very mm-hmm. cool sequence. Even when they set it up with the cat shadow getting... Yeah. yeah, very subtle. I almost didn't notice it the first time I saw the movie. And his decapitations are rough, but they're very... Um, they're not, like, gory. Or they're anything. not gory. They hit home just hard enough. Yeah, they're like, ooh, mm-hmm. but, like, they're they're in good taste for... You know, for, yeah, it, it made made it seem like oh these guys are guys are dangerous. This is going to be a rough battle. Yeah, and even like when the, the, the through the axe of the guy's foot at the beginning, you know, <laughs> the above shot like that's a great way of showing it. You know, good. Uh, and I liked the end. I liked the. Um, I, I thought whoever cause, and this would be another thing, Ben, that you would uh, appreciate. That I feel like, in addition to thinking it through, just they had to have storyboarded every single action sequence because at the end especially with like how they they framed up you know somebody's face and in the background you see the giant footprint and it's gone through the wall and then you get the overhead shot it's perfectly placed on the ground and um i thought they did a good job of uh giving you a lot of those fun like big details um in the amidst the like hand-to-hand stuff um which i thought was cool yeah yeah well they had to i mean why do you think the matrix is so good the whole movie was storyboard. You know what I mean? Planned it out real. Mad hard. Max. It's not a kung fu movie, but it's an action movie. Storyboarded. There actually, there's no script. It's just a storyboard. Mad <laughs> Max. <laughs> That's what's crazy about it. It's just a big storyboard. So yeah. there's something about good action sequences being thought out in advance. And that's where the prequels were bad in Star Wars. I think they didn't. Or, they did a lot of storyboarding. All, not all the prequels. Not all the prequels. No, I, I actually think it's more the like Episode One was good about that. Yeah. So l- l- here's a good comparison, actually. Lord of the Rings versus The Hobbit. Oh, absolutely. They were so much pre-production in that. So many things that three are three years of pre-production. Yeah, and then Lord of the Rings are just like, oh, okay, oh, you, let's you got it switched, mate. You said Lord of the Rings. Never mind. The Hobbit, the Hobbit yeah, the dropped Hobbit. the ball. That's all we need to know. Yeah, the, the Hobbit, it was just getting it out, you know. Planning, I tell you, planning is, is like for these kind of movies are great. But, you know, people just, you know, you can over plan too, you know, and measure twice, make cut anything. once. All right. So we obviously just shuffled around. Our Zoom ran out. Thanks um, a lot, Zoom. Yeah. We were, I, we were just talking about kind of the action sequences and the differences with Lord of the Rings and Hobbit stuff. I, I do want to get us back to the kind of comedy part of it. Um, and I want to start, Colin, just because you also saw Shallon Soccer, um, how would you kind of compare the two movies from a comedic standpoint? I feel like uh, Shallon Soccer might have had a little bit more humor uh, in it than this one this one had a lot of humor yes but it was very uh heavy on the uh classic kung fu movies westerns matrix all all, all the stuff they worked about so i feel like he was trying to take take all the pieces that he enjoys about movies and put it into this one so there's a lot of love in this one i feel like shaolin soccer is kind of on its own too. It's 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 sort of how I feel about uh, Jackie Chan and his movies and stuff because some of them are very focused on Jackie Chan himself, and then others he like will have like a Chris Tucker or something. Yeah, and this was very very much like there's a lot of different characters uh, behind you, Matt. There's all these different characters. He 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 made all these 
all these little things that you can point out and be like, okay, okay, uh, this person is fake, but they're actually real in this world kind of thing. And I, I love it. Hey, Colin, real quick technical thing. If you could bump up your mic a notch, somehow it's gotten quieter. Sorry oh, about that. Is, it, is that good? A little is this too, good at all? A little too high, a little lower. A little, a little lower. Okay. okay. That's beautiful. That's that's it. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, there we, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was going to say a similar thing that, uh, especially saw, it's kind of, in some, even some of the other movies, it's the Stephen Chow show. Um, this, this, I feel like, had a lot of really good scenes, specifically. Like, it, the whole scene is supposed to be comedic. Um, and it's a much bigger cast where everybody has stuff to do and is, you know, we're going to go divert towards the landlady and the landlord going off and doing stuff for a while versus Mm. having to follow Stephen Chow the entire time. Um, what Ben, Aaron, what do you get? What, what do you guys think? The comedy for me is what sold the movie because I could take it or leave it without the comedy. Uh, I'm not trying to say it's nothing special. It's it's obviously special, but uh, the humor is what got that baseball over the you know the what's what's the term? Sent it out of the the stadium there. I know my baseball. <laughs> what's the thing where the ball goes all the way out? I don't know. Oh, uh, the touchdown. <laughs> yeah, the touchdown. Thank you. How could I have forgotten? Uh, what? Out of the park. One thing. Head out of the park. Yeah, whatever. Over the bleachers. Um, You're like, over the bleachers, but I was always under them. (laughs) (laughs) That's where all the the cool kids hung out. Uh, And the Laffy Taffies. One thing I've always heard is that out out there in the East, they have like a, a different comedic timing, different types of humor. I don't know if that's the case, if this movie's representative. It might be just that Stephen Chow has a very Western sense of humor, but the, the humor plays very American to me in this one, and I, I liked it. It's yeah. so funny. It's very, it's, it's Looney Tunes. Yeah. It's very Looney so, Tunes. The couple I mean, every, everything's characterized. They're over-characterized. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny. The couple scenes, so I, I, I will say, Aaron, I do think this, having watched a couple others, there are some... Um, moments that are like i don't that that must like kill in china that must be a great joke but it didn't really <laughs> like what give, give me give me an example so the butt boy the butt boy is like a big thing that is like probably funny for oh, chinese people where, where where i was going was kung fu hustle is not that way I, oh. I didn't get a whole lot of those moments in kung fu it's some of the other ones have these scenes where people are like overly like, like yeah yeah colin and, what are you some kind of guy doesn't laugh at the butt boy <laughs> oh no! I, I laugh at the boy. It's just very. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guy that's an Asian thing, the right? Boy. <laughs> the uh, the cut the two scenes that stood out to me were when he's challenging everyone to a fight. Yeah. <laughs> one by one, and he's like, "Who wants to take me on?" And like, yeah. if there's one thing I don't like, yeah. it's cheating. <laughs> that was yeah. That was so Simpsons. You four yeah. eyes. Like, like, like who wants? To, uh, and then the target comes up, and then like, and then like, I don't give less. Really beefy. <laughs> like, like, oh, no, not you. How about that? You and know, like, the little kid. The little kid. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was genius. I want to tell you my favorite joke in the entire movie, and that is in the beginning where he's threatening with the with the with the. Uh, just, he's threatening the, the 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 butt guy that he's part of the axe gang, and he throws off the firecracker to summon them. 
And it goes over the yeah. fence and blows up an actual Axe Gang member's hat. <laughs> it comes around. Who threw that firecracker? It's so funny. It's, it, 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 it's it's like it reminded me of the Humphrey Bogart uh, sequence in the Bugs Bunny when like he's they're waiting on Humphrey Bogart and it's a caricature of Humphrey Bar- <laughs> Bogart and they had the pie and uh, Elmer Fudd throws the pie and misses and misses um, uh, Bugs Bunny and, and Humphrey Bogart comes in did you throw a coconut custard pie? <laughs> 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 uh oh. No, it, other, that was, that scene was pure Three Stooges, and it, it tickled me mm. pink. The other one I liked a lot was the when he was trying to throw the knife. Exactly. And yeah. It, you and have scene. to you have to direct that scene pretty pretty carefully because it could be pretty morbid if you do it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it it played just right. That's very. Home I feel alone. like that's a very Stephen Chow joke too. Yeah, right it is kind of Home Alone. Getting, getting stuck, but like when you watch more of his films, that like. Those those little, that's a, a, like when I watch a Stephen Chow movie. I'm like, oh, those jokes really. Yeah. The Mermaid has one where it's it's just it's basically an elaborate scene where somebody's kind of unseen in the room. She keeps trying to do stuff, but she keeps hurting herself. And yeah, it's very similar. So I do think that's maybe one of his calling cards. Is jokes like that. Who's throwing handles? <laughs> yeah, and hits her in the face. It makes like the uh, coconut bonk sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like uh, when he when he gets really hurt and like the, they don't even like really talk how he gets better, but they just show him like beating up, beating up the, in the yeah. um yeah. So it's it's funny and they're like like Did you get better and he goes I don't know I I black out all the time. <laughs> and don't you? Know, you? Um, I love I love that long like that very. Orson Welles shot of them panning around the evening in, in the uh, in the slum, um, and it shows d- different characters and stuff. But then it shows the land landlady and her husband. They're dancing really like ridiculously, <laughs> and then she starts slapping they're fighting each other. So she has like funny. a Diamond Dallas Page move on him. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> This movie. I like, uh, you know I love- you, you, yeah, that's that's great, Aaron. Uh, mentioning wrestling because that that is a lot like it too. <laughs> like it, it is like very wrestling character esque. Yeah. I, like I love how they introduce her. She's up there and she hears lately, and she runs up. She's a funny like who like nobody would think of that. It's just so like you you can just do it. And I've I've always said like this is how a Mario Brothers movie should be made. Like this. Absolutely, has, like cartoony, but still pretty cool and funny at the same time. It's a very what, difficult what balancing think, act, but it can be done. What I think it does so well is it balances cartoony Looney Tunes. It, like there, there's a scene that's very Wiley Coyote where she knocks him off out of the window and he just falls, <laughs> and then the plant <laughs> falls on his head. He and just, even it, happened to her too when she hits the the billboard when she's yeah. chasing. And it, but they survive and they're fine. So it's like mm-hmm. these moments where the comedy works to, and he keep, you know, when he keeps getting stabbed too. But he, but it, it works so well because he also has moments where there are real consequences where people like literally get hurt. And so they yeah. do a really good job balancing. It's kind of what you're talking about, Aaron. Of like that could be really morbid, or that couldn't like the tone could be off, but everything it's comes like- together. It's like in you know pirate like Peter Pan or Hook or uh, even like even the original Peter Pan, of like 
pirates ra- pirates randomly killing other pirates for humor if you, and then but they're also the danger of it it's really scary too he's but stealing second yeah well like the original the like the best the, my favorite one is is uh, in peter pan like the cartoon when uh, captain hook is getting a shave and you hear like, the the pirate on the on the mask going oh you're a pirate life is a wonderful life and he's just trying to relax and he's like it's so terrible but it's so funny i haven't the same seen that movie yeah i haven't seen that since i was like 11 years old and i can still visualize that, that <laughs> it killed me so then too. <laughs> the expression he made and everything like but like it's, it's it's the same thing of balancing that like pirates of the caribbean does it well too you know true yeah I- what the, what I think also usually with a Stephen Chow movie is I kind of mentioned earlier, but like the idea of somebody getting picked on and bullied uh, is a common thread too, which I know it was very small in this, but if you look at the poster, it's got the lollipop and that's kind of the symbol. Like the fact that he chose to, in the poster, he's holding this big lollipop, which is such a minor. Uh, it's know, not that, minor. Like, I, I mean, it's like a very specific pointed kind of visual thing at like two or three moments to just like kind of uh, chart the trajectory of the character to yeah. when he at the end, he opens a candy store. Um, but that, that bullying kind of theme, I guess, while it's not like super important, like if you took that out, the whole story I think still works. It just adds like a minor, I don't know, feeling to it uh, that he would choose to put that in there. So do you think that kids getting peed on is like a thing in Asia or is that just an over-the-top scene? It's so funny. (laughs) I have to wonder. (laughs) Because, I mean, if it happened in an American movie, it's obvious that nobody actually does that, you know. Mm -hmm. I just want to know. I think think that was over-top. Yeah, probably. It's just funny. Contrary to what you might believe, Chinese people are people too. <laughs> they also had that, that other kind of, I mean, it, for us, I guess I've said as simple as the movie seems to be from a, meet the masters and there's a bad guy, defeat the bad guy. But there's still the like, maybe Stephen Chow's their long lost son, right? The yeah. landlord. They plant was, the seed, but they don't push it very hard. Yeah. They kind they kind of they kind of wink, but also it's like making fun of it. That's like a breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Yeah, they this do could that. be his long lost son. Hmm. He would be about his age. He yeah. would have been a doctor or a lawyer, whatever they said. I forget what it was yeah. exactly what he said. It's funny. Hmm. It's very funny. All right, hmm. anything anything else before we rate the movie? Hmm. Siri, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no, it was good. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's rate it. Uh, Colin, why don't first? Um, I, I, I would say this is about a 7 out of 10 for me. Hmm. I, I, I loved it. Uh, I, I think I'm more of a fan of Shaolin Soccer. I really enjoyed that movie a lot. Um, so maybe that's just my bias. bias of already seen that one. But uh, what I love about about Council is I remember seeing the trailer for it and just being like, I, I got to see this movie. And the trailer is awesome because you see the scene where the axe axe guys are like flying in the air and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so these like little cinematic shots were 
put in the trailer and the trailer like makes you want to see this film. It actually works really well. I hear that's so, what trailers are supposed to do. They're supposed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you would hope they do that. But this uh unless you're Ghostbusters. Right, right. Yeah. But I, I did really, really enjoy it. So like I'm on the border of like like seven and eight. I'm I'm gonna say seven. Okay. okay. Who's uh, next? Should Aaron, it? Why don't you go? Okay, I'll I'll go. Um <clears throat> I like this movie a lot. It feels like one of those complete package movies where it's got Something for everyone without having to sacrifice too much in any direction. But not made for everybody. Right. Like, it's, 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 you know, not not like, oh, you know, we want to make a big blockbuster today, so let's make it for everybody, and then it's nothing. Right. It, it was clearly you know? made uh, with Stephen Chow's wants in mind, mm-hmm. and it's it, it seems like it was for him. Because obviously mm-hmm. he, he put his all his cinematic references in there down to Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Which one was the Gone with the Wind reference? It's it's where uh, he and the girl are mimicking the the poster, and the poster's oh, yeah, right behind yeah, him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it, this movie it felt like it had a lot of love put into it. Everything was done well. It's very funny. It's very touching. Very well put together. I give it a seven out of ten. I think everyone I, should see this movie. I'm gonna go. I'll just go next, and Ben, you can go. Uh, last, I also gave it a seven. I was, I was, I was, ju- I kind of was between seven and eight, just like Colin. I, I think this is by far actually his best movie that of the five I've seen. Um, I think it's better than Shallon Soccer, I guess. Um, but it, yeah, I, I actually just looked that it was a twenty million dollar budget, which is, uh, I think, pretty impressive for what they pulled off with it. Yeah. For how. There were only a couple moments where the CG stuff was like, I don't know. There, there of, were some shots where it was like, okay. It's yeah. dated. But, but to me, it works in the humor. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like Ben saying, like in the humor because it was kind of cartoony anyways. It like was Who Framed Roger works, Rabbit. Yeah. yeah. It, was, yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for everything we were talking about, I I really think the the, the way it can pull off both tones so well like it it could be a great action movie it could be a really funny like airplane type comedy or whatever but it does both of them and it does them both uh successfully um yeah i I give it a seven um although you know it's one of those that you kind of like even beyond where it is if the story was a little bit i don't know more um uh if there was more concentrated on the story, but that's not what this movie is. Um, but it's still really fun. So hmm. seven, Ben, what about you? I love it. Eight out of 10. It's not a perfect movie. It's not the best movie I've ever seen in my life. I just think it was great. That's all. There's one thing I want to add and that piggybacks on what you said. It's, it's not a, an amazing movie in, it's not even particularly what I would consider to be innovative. It just combines a lot of things that we like. And there's and there's nothing wrong with doing that. And sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, there's a lot of heart in it because you can see Stephen Chow truly loves mm-hmm. what's in this. I mean, I, w- I would rate it up there with the best comedies. You know, I could I'd rate that. it up there with the best comedies because it's just so silly. It's just so silly. It's just so funny, you know. <laughs> Everybody's I'm, I'm, exaggerated. I'm giggling, laughing, and, and I'm just thinking about the movie right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 seriously. Go watch it right now. No, I'm I'm thinking about the movie, and it's making me giggle. Hmm. So next week we're going to um, uh, 
take a big pivot from Kung Fu Hustle, um, and we're going to do a movie Kung, that's Kung Fu Kung Fu jogging, <laughs> leisurely walking, Kung Fu slacking off. Yeah, uh, Kung Fu no. slacker. We're going to do. Uh, oh shoot! I already just missed it. Uh, Smoking in the Bandit Two. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. is, which has been uh, referenced quite a bit on this show whenever Chauncey, Chauncey Friend comes on. And we're finally going to do it. I guess quarantine has finally pushed us to that point. So uh, next week we're going to do Smokey and the Bandit 2. You know, I've never uh, seen that movie. Me neither. I'm looking forward is, to it. Is Sally Fields in the first one or the second one? I think it's the first one. Yeah, no Sally Fields this time. The second one is like somebody It's like, what? I, th- I remember reading it. <laughs> it's Lucy Woods. Either way, Burt Reynolds, come on. I'm excited. I'm excited. And Colin, Lucy thanks Woods. For, thanks for coming on. Sorry, Fields. Uh, hustle episode. Lucy good. Woods. Hey, thanks, guys. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, think I, I enjoyed know. doing this. Uh, I love all the classic uh, kung fu movies, and this is like a uh, love letter to all the all those kung fu movies. So it, it, it was it was fun, and it, it it makes me want to go back and watch Jet Li and Jackie Chan and all all their old flicks. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, guys. and Bruce Lee. Yeah. Him too, I guess. Eh. <laughs> actually, actually, just to throw in there, maybe we cut this out, but in Shaolin Soccer, um, <laughs> Colin may know that I think I don't know if he actually was related to him or what, but they cast somebody that looks exactly like Bruce Lee to be the goalie, and his goalie outfit is the yellow jumpsuit. Um, and he does like all the yeah, moves. It's very yeah, yeah, awesome. It's funny. <laughs> Yeah, so you should you should go check out Shaolin Soccer. Oh, I do. I I I want to see it. Yeah, it's so good. And I want to see the 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 Journey West or whatever. It the first uh, the first half of it, it's almost like this could be better than Kung Fu Hustle. Then it then it really takes a dive. But, it's like uh, Into the Woods, good. but it's somewhere in China. Hey guys, guys, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna end Give with that. that. <laughs> Hold on. Might want to switch the camera to you before you do that. Oh, it wasn't it wasn't right? No. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh. Nobody say a word. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was still on <laughs> No, it, it was it was on Ben. Uh Matt, can you put a 420 blaze it on him? Smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs>